On April 15, 2020, we lost one of the great actors. I know you're up there in heaven right now doing bear hugs and singing songs with your on-screen son, Chris Farley. This episode was recorded before his passing, but now this episode is dedicated to the late, great Brian Dennehy. Rest in peace. Less than 2,000. The podcast. To this day, when I wear a tight coat, I am still so afraid that I'm going to pull a Chris Farley and rip the back like in Tommy Boy. Fat guy in a little coat. You know, our dynamic is kind of like that. You're the Chris Farley. I'm the little David Spade, the little skinny little guy you just want to, you know, the Yeah, you're the little that everybody's like, I don't like you. And then I'm the guy that everyone's like, oh, that guy's a jolly good fun dude. Yeah, exactly. That means you're going to die much earlier than I am. I'm taking my uh, my health shakes. Um, and I just got a Peloton. So I'm like, you know, <laughs> I look at it a little too often than I get on it, but I'm, I'm, I'm working up into it. I'm still using a solo flex and bow flex because it's 90s. Tommy Boy, this movie is probably our most quotable movie of all time. Of all time. Certainly the one, other than the, the Simpsons, I probably quote, and do Tommy Boy mannerisms more than anything else. It was on Comedy Central and I rewatched it the other night and I, I, I couldn't believe, oh my God, all of the things that we have been saying for decades. I'm like, oh, that was that's from Tommy Boy. Oh, that's from Tommy Boy. Oh, that's from Tommy Boy. And, you, and, and you know, as time goes on, you kind of forget that. You kind of forget where the original source material came from. Yeah. But even the, you know, oh man, you can put your six pack of books. Soda in here. I've been every time I see a mini fridge, I think of that. Well, I can't even think of uh, I am your father without la 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 Luke, Luke. And he's like, that was from Star Wars. Like, <laughs> he, he says that as if it, that, that explains it all. As if, no, no, he says it as if I'm much smarter than you. <laughs> like, like he's putting down David Spade, like, I know you've never seen Star Wars. So, Chris Farley was on SNL, Saturday Night Live. I love how I explain it, as if people don't know what SNL is or who Chris Farley is. But Chris Farley uh, died in 98, so maybe people don't know who he is. 90 to 95 was his run, and he was probably the biggest individual star on that show. Like, he stole every scene he was in. Matt Foley, the van down by the river guy, was just iconic and the you know just so many great characters that he had all basically about being a big fat sweaty guy but but always lovable and that was something that having just rewatched it again made me respect about it so much more is he wasn't just playing the big fat dumb idiot he was actually playing a big fat dumb idiot that actually people kind of liked or or there were things about him that you actually that made him endearing as a person. And and you can tell just by his style of comedy, he wants to be loved. He wants, he's begging for people to laugh and love him. And, you know, sadly, that's probably what ended to his early demise, his, his drugs and alcohol and demons and all that stuff. Yeah, Chris, Chris Farley was your friend. He was the he was the kid that you knew at school. He was the the neighbor that you knew. I mean, he was just like this friendly guy. Like you couldn't you couldn't not like him. You couldn't look at him and go, "Oh, he's just a big fat slobby mess." No, he he actually was like 
an endearing human being on camera. And I think he was that way in real life. He, he always, the joke was always on at his expense and he was perfectly comfortable with that. David Spade and Adam Sandler said like they saw his ass more than they saw their, their wife's ass. I mean, because he was always pants falling down, always the life of the party, always going for the joke at his expense. And he was perfectly fine with that. You know, whenever somebody dies that's a little bit bigger and 5'8", like I am, I always check, like, please don't be a heart attack. Please don't be a heart attack. Please don't be a heart attack. I'm like, cocaine and morphine. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> because, you know, it's just like, you know, it's like, I don't like, I, I don't want to be a statistic. Well, you have that going for you. You're well, not yeah. doing the cocaine and, and, and morphine anymore. No, I've, I, I've never done <laughs> cocaine and morphine. You know that. I've never done anything. I've never done drugs. So Chris Farley was in a few movies before this as bit, as bit parts. He was in Wayne's World, he had Wayne's World 1 and 2. Coneheads, he had a little bit part, and Billy Madison. That Veronica Vaughn is one fine piece of ace, if you know what I mean. Uh, and then he finally got to star in a movie with, with David Spade. And talk about a comic duo. I mean, we're talking Laurel and Hardy level of of just dynamic fat guy, skinny guy, big over the top, wise ass, little smart ass. And, and the chemistry was off the page. That was incredible. I still, I love that part when, when he's asked to like pump the gas in the car and he actually backs up and bends the door back. And he's in there just that the gas station attendant cannot stand David Spade because he's just a squirrely little See, you're really smart. And 22 <laughs> yes. miles. And Chris away. Farley's in the back trying to spear, like ram the car door back, but then just sits there quietly and waits for him. And when he pulls the car door open and it falls off, he goes, what did you do? Brian Dennehy plays his father. And, and they, could be, they could be father and son. I mean, again, talk about chemistry and just perfect casting. One of the things that I really liked about about the relationship with the father is the father knew his son was kind of an idiot. It took him eight years to graduate college with like a general education. Mm -hmm. You know, he, he knows his son is a little bit, but he loves the ever living fuck out of him. It was David Spade who was like, you know, <laughs> yeah. How do we look? Chubby? Just, just yeah. kidding. That's the champagne talking. <laughs> just go ahead and continue like, being not slim. Yeah, like the father and son dynamic was great. Like they really liked each other. And the whole shop loved him. When he's walking through and he knows everybody in the town. Right. Well, how about that scene where when Brian Dennehy and Chris Farley meet each other and they, they do that handshake slash bear hug slash yeah. belly bump <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah, and the people, the bakers sitting there like, oh. They were made to play father and son yeah it was inc just just incredible casting uh bo derrick was was the you know one of the antagonists and and dad she's like a 10 <laughs> which is a great reference because she was in a movie called 10 well, yeah and, and she I, was it our, our audience probably doesn't need to have that explained i don't know actually, i mean that's an older one that's okay. that's like early 80s or something yeah, so sure. it's it's bordering on so, so too far away from less than two though. she's like a 10 and she was in the 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 um the swimsuit and on the famous like movie poster uh, yeah, of coming of out of the water and dripping wet. And, so yeah. that was a great inside joke. And well, apparently everybody knows it and it didn't need to be pointed out. No, I guess, I guess, you know, I had the, you know, I, somebody took clued me into that. I, cause obviously wasn't familiar with that when I was uh, however old, it was a well done movie compared to some of his other, other films. There's no question Tommy Boy is the best made Chris Farley movie. The script is really tight. It's got some down moments like, spoiler alert, 
Brian Dennehy dies, and that kind of is the catalyst for the whole movie and adventure that they go on. And and it, it's it so it's got some real to it. it it's it's it, and it's not just all fat guy jokes. There's a ton of them. Don't get me wrong, but they've got their place, and it's got a a, a nice story arc. It, it's it's a well told story. The dialogue is very well punched. The score is very well done. Mm-hmm. It's well written, well acted, well directed, well paced. The scenes where they're driving in the car, singing all the different songs yeah. and going through the different emotions. Like, sure. What's really cool about that is since they're it's an, since they're the odd couple, they're they're completely butting heads. Music essentially is the only thing outside of their job that actually unites them. Like if you actually look at the movie, that's actually where they form their friendship is on the road right. over singing songs. And when it cuts to that love song yeah. and neither one of them want to change. Uh, no, I mean, you go, if you want to change it, go ahead and change it. You change it. If you want to change it. No, I don't care. I'll change it. If you want. <laughs> you know? And it's too. And next thing you know, they're crying. Yeah. <laughs> That, uh, well, oh yeah, and don't don't you remember that you love me, baby? Uh, the Carpenters. It's just one of those movies. Yep. I can't eat shrimp cocktail without thinking of what David Spade says about it. You know, uh, Rob Lowe is the antagonist in it. I forgot that was him because he was. I forgot Rob Lowe was in it. So the other night when the door opens and he turns you know, turns into camera, yeah. I was like, Rob Lowe. <laughs> like I had no idea. Classic. Uh, bad guy he was also the bad guy in the original wayne's world and he just has that character uh, little known fact many people already may know this but he was probably most famous before this by being in a 1986 sex tape with a 16 year old girl i'll just let that sit there really yeah yeah so he, he had what? to go away for a while it was actually a three-way and one of the girls was 16 what? I mean, that just For shows real? you how handsome the guy is. <laughs> that he could come back from that. Really? I had I had no idea about this. So he, he like like proven, like got got caught, got in trouble, yeah. went away for a while, yeah. and then the industry was like, "Well, he's attractive. He can come back in." Audiences in the Midwest will forget. <laughs> Absolutely, and and nobody he and he still looks great. Remember, five years ago or so, he did those direct TV commercials. Did you just reference something from a couple of years ago? Oh my gosh. I did. I don't. I mean, you don't even want. I don't even think you watch television. Yeah. You're, How did you see? Please, it, was, it had to be a sporting event. I, it, it was. was a, it like during a Husker game? It or was something? during a live sporting event. Okay. That's you're right. That's the okay. only way I would I know. Like, I was like, How, "How are you even referencing anything right now?" <laughs> I, I really l- relate to the creepy Rob Lowe one because, like creepy Rob Lowe, I like to go to the rec center and watch other people swim. I like the smell of other people's hair. Now I'm just going to let that sit for a while. Dan Aykroyd is also in it. Dan Aykroyd is... I I didn't like that he played his Conehead character. Yeah, he's playing that, that robotic um, Chicago, really tough, you know, tight-lipped... That was it, just kind of his shtick yeah, from it was, Second it, City. I know, but it was too over the top. He'd already done so many movies. He'd played so many different characters by this point. He didn't need to play the the whole... You know, squirrely, nasally, tough guy thing. It, it, it was just like, even my wife, who is not versed in cinema at all, goes, why is he playing a conehead? I, I and can she see doesn't that. watch movies. I can like, see that. I don't, I don't think, yeah, I, I don't really think that Dan Aykroyd really adds a lot to the movie. You could have put anybody in that spot and it would have been fine the way he played it. Yeah. You know, and you would have been fine. You you know, I don't know. And and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Dan Aykroyd fan. Like, I, I'm not, this is not me hating. I'm not hating to hate. Like, mm-hmm. I actually like Dan Aykroyd. And I was kind of like, why is he playing this character this way? 
I, I, I can see that. Yeah. I, it's kind of a, a, it could have been better. Especially because when you saw him on the TV playing it that way, in person, there should have been an alternate. He should have been more of a straight up. Agreed. In person, he should. It should have been more light been day. Yeah, it should have been. There should have been different. There's his TV performance, but he almost had the same tone as his TV persona. But now is just not caring. Yeah, he wasn't that bad of a guy. He said it's just it's just natural selection. Yeah. This is a, he's a businessman. This is the way it works. Yeah, gotta hate something. Yeah, it was like the thing I didn't like. You know, like I said, there's heartfelt moments to this. It's a well made movie. He's it's not just constant cheap laughs. So Tommy Boy is. In my top five comedies, it is up there with Ghostbusters. This is in the top five comedies for me. I liked it more as a kid than I do now, but probably because I know it beat by beat. This is another one of those movies where I know every line word for word, even the bit parts, because I watched it so much. And and it's just such a big part of of life, really. And you're right. And I was glad that I gave it a, a really good, uh, another good viewing because you're right. There was a lot more story. The stuff we remember that I remembered was, were the big jokes, the big cheap laughs, the big quotable stuff, but actually going through and, 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 and watch the film. You're right. It's, it's a very tight story. It's a good script. It's, it's well put together. It, 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 it has some heart to it. And that's, that's awesome. I think that's the type of stuff that we miss today. That's why cinema today sometimes sucks, you know, is because back then, same thing, you know, we talked about Terminator 2, Ghostbusters, uh, you know, Tommy Boy, all of these movies have heart or they have story with effect or they, and I don't know, there's just something to to those types of movies that are just so great because they, they tug at you even when they're making you laugh. Well, well said. Uh, compare, I mean, compare Tommy Boy with even just other Chris Farley movies. There's no comparison. Tommy Boy is the best Chris Farley movie by a mile. Now, Black Sheep also has David Spade in it. Is a good movie insofar as it makes you laugh. There is a, a somewhat of a decent story. I kind of feel like the story kind of gets in the way of the comedy a little bit. It's a little overwrought, but it's not nearly as tight. It's not nearly as well scripted. In fact, Chris Farley was upset because they were only like 50, 60 pages into the script when they started shooting it. Lauren Michaels just wanted to follow up the success of Tommy Boy, throw Chris Farley and David Spade together, make it work kind which, of thing. Which is why it wasn't as good. It wasn't as good. The, the funniest part of Black Sheep, I think, was the part where he's stoned and he's on stage at a political rally. And and from what I understand, that was mostly improv. But you can tell the comedy in Black Sheep is more of that free form uh, just kind of improv off the cuff, like turn the camera on and David Spade and Chris Farley start saying funny things. It's not as good. It's not as good. Uh, it's good. I mean, Black Sheep is way better than, say, Beverly Hills Ninja. Oh, I, I don't even... Let's not even put that... Let's not even bring that up. Beverly like, Hills Ninja. So, obviously, David Spade was done with that by then. I think he, he might have moved on to the TV show by then, Just Shoot Me or whatever. But, that was a good show. But, 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 he, but he... You know, they paired him with Chris Rock in that one. Does not work. And, 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 and again, it's just, that one's just all a fat guy playing a ninja and it, it sucks. And it, it pains me to say that cause I love Chris Farley and then almost heroes was God awful. That was his last starring role. Almost heroes with Matthew Perry, who he met in rehab and they hit it off and wanted to do a movie together. Uh, and, and it was, it was just so bad. It's so bad. They could never recapture the magic of the original Tommy boy. 
Well, it's kind of like Bill Murray. We just kind of focus on the really, really early years. Same with Chris Farley. His early movies were great. I'd say it's more like I'd say it's more like MC Hammer. It's almost a one-hit wonder when it comes to films, at least with Chris Farley. No, because he had two hits. Uh, SNL was incredible. He did great on stage. So yeah. no, you can't, you can't, you yeah. can't say it was a one. This part wonder. isn't making it in anyway. We're definitely. Yes, it is. I wanted to give the call back to Bill Murray. <laughs> we're, we're not talking about <laughs> Bill Murray anymore. So that died a long time ago. So yeah, Black Sheep was a, was a decent follow up, but but nothing beats Tommy Boy. Yeah.